Welcome to the Social DJ Podcast, where we talk about ways that DJs and event professionals can succeed on social media. Every Wednesday, we'll help you guys get more traction in your business, help you showcase your work for potential clients looking to hire you, and bring the social back into social media. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe, like, and rate this podcast so we can help more people change the way that they think about social media. Now, without further ado, let's get started with the episode. What's going on, guys? It's Justin the DJ. We're out here at the DJ Collective this week, so we have a special interview with the one, the only DJ Bar straight out of YouTube. We have a great conversation with DJ Bar talking all about YouTube, you know, creating content for the platform, keeping up with, you know, making videos and gig logs, doing all that kind of stuff while still DJing at an event. So it's a really great conversation that we have with him. So make sure to stick to this episode of the podcast because there are lots of great nuggets that you guys can pick up and hopefully maybe maybe you guys can jump over on YouTube one of these days and start posting content on that platform so definitely stay tuned for that interview now for those of you that don't know the DJ collective is a DJ conference or a DJ experience is what they like to call it here in Nashville Tennessee this year they've had the DJ collective for about five years now and what's really cool about the collective this year there's only about 200 uh, DJs I think it's like 150 DJs here and it's a really great way to you know connect with some of the top DJs in the nation and you know they all kind of get together share ideas and uh, you know they also have conferences and they have parties every night and it's really great experience and I've 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 been going the last couple years I I went last year and then this year and it's it's been a lot of fun so since we're here at the collective now we're gonna have a special interview with DJ bar this week um, and I'll make sure that next week's episode will have an official DJ collective recap episode just for you guys so uh, let's go ahead and jump right into the content for this week's episode all right guys you've probably heard of him from YouTube we got my man DJ bar in the house how's it going bud um, great brother thank you so much for having me yeah sure thing man so you have a little over 75,000 subscribers on YouTube and and I was actually just scrolling through some of your videos just to see how long you've been on YouTube and it looks like it's been about six or seven years you know doing stuff like gig logs gear reviews videos for like DJ tips and you know lots of great content for DJs so like what really got you started with making videos on YouTube uh, I was looking for an outlet, man. I actually, it's ironic because I wanted to stop DJing. So I wanted to do something else that wasn't DJing. So I started, you know, filming little DJ video. Um, well, not DJ videos. I started filming vlog. Uh, that was the main goal. I was going to stop DJing so I can become a YouTuber. I, uh, my goal was just to become a YouTuber. So I started filming vlog. You know, at the time, you know, five, six years ago, I can't believe it's been that long. It feels like I just started, but. <laughs> um, at the time, blogging was very popular, so I was watching, you know, all the big bloggers at the time. My favorite one being Casey Neistat, and I was like, I want to do what that guy's doing. So I started filming little videos, and then uh, it just so happens to be that a lot of what I did had to be was DJ related because I was DJ. So my channel naturally evolved into a DJ channel, which originally started as a vlog channel. So if you go back and watch some of those other videos, you may be like, "What the hell is this?" But it's it's just because originally the channel was a vlog channel, it wasn't a DJ channel per se. But uh, that's how it all started. I wanted to make vlogs. I wanted to be a YouTuber. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember watching a lot of your, a lot of your YouTube videos and your gig logs, especially during COVID, just because I had literally nothing to do during that time, and I just thought like they were really. I don't know, really well put together, like really well like thought out and like really showed like the story, the story arc of your event from start to finish, which I thought was really cool. What do you use when it comes to the equipment for your gig logs and your videos? Um, so honestly, I started out with um, a Canon G7X. This was a Mark One, and I upgraded to the Mark Two. And then, you know, as you know, as the recording budget went up, I upgraded to some Sony's A7. And then those just kind of, you know, took it to a whole new level as far as, you know, production, uh, as far as like what I could do. Um, so we're running two of those, but my, still my go-to is the Canon G7, G7X. Um, that's like the one I recommend for everybody. And the, the way I stumbled upon it was... Uh, just vloggers on YouTube because when I wanted to do YouTube, I wanted to actually vlog. I wasn't really into into you know making DJ videos. I just wanted to vlog day in the life, sort of speak. But since I was DJ, they just kind of evolved into gig vlogs. So that's kind of you know the story behind that. But yeah, ever since I started, still the G seven G seven X Mark II, I think. Yeah, Mark II, and there no, there's a G seven X Mark II and Mark three. I started out with the Mark One, I, then I jumped to the Mark Two. Mark Two is my favorite. Then it came out with a Mark Three. It's not so good that one. Um, I'm still a fan <laughs> of, the, of the Mark Mark. Uh, well, you're also using like Mark GoPros II. and stuff too, right? Right, right, right. That's that's uh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, so uh, the GoPro one was just more of quality control um, ish uh, thing. I just kind of brought it. I wanted something that could record the whole event. Because the thing with the G7X, uh, they have a record limit of about uh, 15 to 30 minutes. And then the Sony one, that one has no record limit, but I noticed that it, it'll either overheat or it'll just stop or the battery will die at around the one hour mark. So those have about a one hour uh, record mm-hmm. limit. They don't say it. Sometimes it'll go like an hour and 30, but <laughs> for the most part, you know, that's where they're at. The GoPro will record nonstop. Uh, I love that, but also it's like usually not a very good shot. Uh, it's it's just based on the quality. Sometimes you know the, if the lighting in the room isn't perfect, if the sound isn't perfect, then you're just gonna have a bunch of you know crappy video. But yeah, yep. the GoPro. <laughs> uh, you know when I'm actually headed to like a gig, I know okay this is gonna be a banger gig. Um, the setup is as follows. So usually it'll be the GoPro behind me, the A7 all the way across, shooting back at the DJ booth across the dance floor. And then on the right-hand side, it's going to be um, the G7. That one's there as kind of a uh, more or less to record audio, to record a clean feed of the dance floor. So that one's usually I put right next to the speakers. So there's uh, one one in front of me, one behind me, and then one next to me, one next to the speakers. So you put the G7 not near the booth. Like you have that one off to the no, side. No, 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 no. That one is right, right by the booth. Because that one, like I told you, it has a record limit. So, um, oh, for that okay. one, I okay, keep it yeah. right next, to, right next to my speakers. The A7 is the one I throw across. Oh, the A7. Okay. Yeah, I might, I might have missed. Okay, cool. sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, that's really cool because I recently, I really want to jump in on the YouTube gig logs and start recording recording my stuff for youtube and so i went and bought a canon i think it's the ev or the evz e10 or something like that it's like a jumble of words but like 
Um, really cool, like, vlogging camera. I think it's that's what it's for. It's for vlogging. And it even has, like, the detachable lens on it, which is really sweet. And then I could put, like, a cool mic adapter on it. So I got that. And then I also went and bought a 360 cam. And what's really cool with the 360 cam is that I bought this tiny, like, little tripod leg. And yeah. so I have the whoreboard booth, and I put it, like, right on the corner of my booth. And so yeah. then it's like a cool shot of like the turntable and because it's like wide angle and fisheye, I could like scratch on there and it's just like a super sick shot. So just really messing around with different angles. But um, yeah, I really like the idea of having like the multiple camera angle shot like throughout your event. So you have a lot more to kind of work with with the edit, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of where I chop it up. Um, I mean, I've heard great things about the 360 cam too. Um, it's not something that I've implemented just yet. In general, I've just kind of taken a bit of a hiatus on YouTube. Uh, so I yeah. really haven't done anything new. But um, but yeah, usually I work on a three camera setup. But uh, where I'm at now is I pick and choose the gigs that I want to record and which ones I don't. Um, for the most part, every gig gets a GoPro, so every gig will at least have the GoPro footage. But not every gig will get recorded uh, with the I call it the hard cam. It's a wrestling term. It's essentially the the one that shoots right at you. Um, mm-hmm. The hard cam being the A7. So I don't always do that one. Just, you know, sometimes the venues are funky with their dance dance floor layouts. Or sometimes I'm just, I'm like, ah, you know, this this was, this was not a recording one. <laughs> I'm not recording this one. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be one of my questions for you. Like, how do you decide when an event is like worthy like you're just coming in and saying like man this is going to be a great night the venue's exactly how i want the dj booth to look or or, or what what kind of things do you uh, think about when when making the vlog that, that's a great question uh that's a question that honestly nobody's ever asked me because you know this year in particular i'm doing 114 weddings and i think only mm-hmm. four have gotten a gig vlog um <laughs> uh, and you know when i first started every 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 wedding i was doing was getting a gig log it was in no matter what whether it was good or bad every every event i was doing was getting a gig log but that's just because i wanted more youtube content i've gotten to a point where i kind of this is like the number one mistake anybody doing social media makes it's just like i kind of let perfection get in the way of good enough uh, whereas when I was making, yep. you know, when I was doing videos every, all the time, it was just like, okay, this one's good enough. It's going up. It's going up. I just wanted to upload, uh, you know, as much as possible. Now I'm at a point where it's just like, I know the technicality behind it. And I want like, the, I'm looking for the perfect shot. I'm looking for perfection and it's so bad. And I'm, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I guess that's kind of why I haven't been uploading as much now, just cause I'm looking for perfection. But as far as choosing which gigs I'm doing, I- I'm looking to tell a story. So if I have a new piece of equipment, you know, something I want to talk about that I'm like, okay, this is a good gig to pick. And if it's like a really fancy venue or if it's something different, that's not normal. Um, than what I usually do, then I'll, I'll, I'll also do that one as well. Uh, the other rule of thumb is if it's just a big wedding, um, you know, there's safety in number, so I know I'll have a banging dance floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. So, like, if it's a 200-person wedding, most more than likely I'll, I'll be recording it. But, you know, if it's, like, 80 people, they don't have any enhancements, it's just sound. Because, you know, that's bread and butter for me, you know, just your basic uh, four-hour reception, just DJ, no, no enhancements. It's just that I kind of have to, you know, pick my poison whether or not I want to do it. So those usually, unfortunately, they don't really get recorded, which is 
Sometimes I feel like it's a bummer to clients. and Because they watch the video and then they yeah, get the so, basic package. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're like, hey, are you recording this? And I feel bad. I'm just like, you know, in my head, I'm like, <laughs> I can I can pretty much tell, like from the moment I meet them and like based on what music they tell me and like based on their package, I know whether or not I'm most likely going to be recording it. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, uh, that, that's just those are just my parameters. If it's like a really big package, if I can tell a good story within then I'll, I'll make a vlog. But if it's just, you know, four hour reception, just DJ, and it's like a rudimentary wedding for me, I'm probably not going to upload it just because I have so many of those on my channel already, where it's just it'll more or less be a rerun <laughs> for my viewers. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like thinking about it from like that, that perspective, like for every video that you upload onto YouTube or any video that you put on, on any social media in general, think of it like a reflection of, who you are, what you offer. So if you're putting out a ton of videos of just your basic sound, no lights, really small dance party, all that kind of stuff, then that is the idea and perception that some of your potential clients might have of your services. Yeah, exactly. Especially once you start moving up the ladder, you know, for me, uh, you know, this is your first podcast and uh, kind of what you touched on. I, you know, I raise my rates every year. And as I as I've done that, you know, it's like my work that I put out there is a little bit more polished just because, you know, the product does get better as every year goes along. And I also want to show that in my videos. But again, social media doesn't necessarily appreciate that because social media is just like upload, 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 upload. Yep. And I stood by that, you know, when I first started my YouTube channel, you know, I, I was religiously updating every Wednesday. There was no doubt, no ands, ifs or buts. It was there was going to be a video by DJ Bar. Um, Nowadays, it's like, you know, it's been four months. I haven't uploaded a video, so I'm surprised I'm still even around. I'm surprised I've got asked to do this podcast. Uh, just because, you know, in social media, in social media terms, it's like, that's like forever, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the good thing about YouTube because compared to other social media, it's like your videos on YouTube can live so long. Like the shelf life lasts so long for YouTube compared to a TikTok video or Instagram video. Like I'll post something on TikTok and within a month, like it's gone. Like it's not getting any traction. No one's commenting or viewing it. But for yeah. YouTube, like you can go years and your videos are still getting hits. Yeah. Um, it's funny because uh, when I started out YouTube, when I learned of the term evergreen content, which is essentially content that's always searchable, uh, I dove deep into that where I knew, okay, for a while I was making a couple of tutorial videos that were really 101 that when I uploaded them, they didn't get the views that I, that I thought they deserved. But now, you know, a couple months later, even years later, they're still being searched. And now those are some of the most viewed videos on my channel. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was doing like basic videos, like, you know, how to plug in speakers and stuff like that. Very searchable stuff. That, you know, my audience might have not necessarily cared for it right away, but people who are just starting out, they're searching that stuff, which is what makes it evergreen. So, you know, I'm able to dominate those tasks, like how to MC, you know, how to plug in your speakers, just basic stuff like that, that I thought DJs were searching. I was just trying to figure out what are DJs searching? What are DJs searching? And that's kind of how I was able to succeed uh, on YouTube, just finding those evergreen content and just finding those titles that would get searches. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Like being able to essentially let that content work for you even though you haven't posted a video in a couple months like you're still yeah. getting traction on social media you're still having people not only search your content but 
even I've even seen your videos getting pushed to me. Like when you go to the YouTube page and you, it gives you like a bunch of videos to watch. Like I'm still getting suggestions from your channel, even though you haven't posted in such a long time. Yeah. Also, there's just you know uh, I hear the term oh everybody's a DJ, but for me it's like no they're not because uh, I feel like you know I feel like it's so hard to get an audience on YouTube. It's so hard to grow those numbers. So um, there really aren't as many DJs as we think, or maybe they're just not looking for the, <laughs> the information. But um, you know that's like a, everybody says oh everybody's a DJ, everybody's a DJ, and I'm like no there's not. I'm like I should I would have made for subscribers if everybody was a DJ. <laughs> So in my world, I'm like, so, everybody become a DJ. Right. Yeah, become a DJ, subscribe to DJ Bar, all that stuff, bro. <laughs> I really want to talk yeah. about, like, I want to talk about, like, the beginning of of you starting out on YouTube. You know, I, I recently started recording my own videos. I haven't edited any of them or I haven't uploaded any videos on YouTube when it comes to my gigs. Um, but I wanted to, to hear from your perspective of like how it felt in the beginning of creating those gig logs. Like what was like going through your mind during like your first couple of gig logs? So the funny thing is I started YouTube to get away from DJing. Uh, you know, I was at a point where I was like, okay, I don't want to DJ anymore. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of back now. I'm going to do something else. And that's something else with YouTube. So I was looking for something else to do that was, you know, I, I like creativity. I like doing stuff. So I started YouTube. Uh, I really wanted to be a YouTube vlogger. So I was watching guys like, you know, BF vs. GF, uh, Roman Atwood, Casey Neistat, Fun for Louie. I was watching a bunch of YouTube vloggers and they were just essentially recording a day in the life. And, you know, when I started, I was like, I'm going to make a video every day like these guys. Because, you know, at that time, daily vlogging was a thing. Everybody was just doing. Yep. And then I quickly realized, I'm like, holy shit, that is so hard. And to me, it was rudimentary, and that's something that I wish I could go back and tell myself, you know, no, talk about DJing. Because by the time I started D, uh, YouTube, I was already DJing, and I had already had a lot of success, you know, in the nightlife industry, doing nightclubs and stuff like that. So to me, it was very rudimentary. It was something that I was doing since high school. So the fact that I was working every weekend was it wasn't different to me. To me, it's just like, oh, that's my job. I just I'm a DJ. Yeah. I've always I've never really had a real job. I've just been a DJ. <laughs> So to me, it was rudimentary. But when I decided to start daily vlogging, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to film? Like, I, I want to film my <laughs> day in the life, but all I do is DJ. But to my me, my life's not that interesting. Exactly. But to, <laughs> I, I didn't realize, like, you know, to somebody that's just starting out, that's like the dream. They want to be out there DJing clubs, DJing events and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, you know, private events were still different to me because I was always doing bars and nightclubs. So every time I was doing something different, it was easy for me to film because it was just so out of the norm. And everybody will tell you this. It's way easier to make a travel video when you're somewhere new than when you're somewhere that you've always been to because it becomes the norm to you. Like for you, filming yeah. a day in the life might be really hard because it's like, oh, I do this every day. You know, to you, it's just whatever. But to somebody else, it might be like, wow, like, you know, what a lifestyle. So I started you know, saying, okay, I'll film some of these, uh, I'll film some of these gigs that I do on the side, some of these, uh, you know, not nightclub gigs, just not bar gigs, because those are very similar, you know, every night it's the same mm -hmm. thing. Those private events were different, and they were different to me because I didn't do them as often, so I started filming those in the format of a vlog, as in like, this is what I'm doing today, come along for me, I'm going to show you what I'm doing. It just so happened to be the fact that I was the one DJing. So they turned into gig logs. So they were 
accidental accidental gig logs, if you will. Um, it wasn't until people started saying, "Hey, can you make more gig logs?" I had no idea there were gig logs, and then when I started noticing that 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 word was getting views, I went back and renamed some of the videos that I had filmed and renamed <laughs> yep. them into gig logs, just so they would become more searchable. But I had no idea I was making gig logs until people started telling me, "Can you make more gig logs?" You know. Uh, but the goal was always just to make YouTube videos. It was never to make DJ related content because I had no idea um, that whole industry even existed, like of like private nightlife. That's that was all mm -hmm. new to me when I started. So um, I was kind of learning it as we went along with my audience. So, um, you know, it was all new to me. It was all new to me. The whole nightlife thing was all new to me. I had no idea there were these massive companies like the one you, you work at. You know, I had no idea that existed. I didn't know any of the big names in the industry. Because to me, I was always obsessed over the nightlife guys, the nightclub DJs. Mm -hmm. I, I I didn't know any of the mobile guys. I didn't know, I didn't know how big you could take this really. So, yeah, I mean, it really is just based on like, really just based on like the content that you're putting out. Because, you know, if you're not if you're not putting anything out, like, how is anybody going to know you exist in the first place? You know. Yeah, I mean, I was just honestly just doing it for fun. Because I, I always say this, like, I feel like if I was going out and saying I want to build a massive YouTube channel, it probably wouldn't have happened for me. I was just enjoying making videos. Honestly speaking, I, you know, I, I'm not I'm a realist. Or, you know, I always wanted to get views. Uh, I didn't want to spend a bunch of time on a video and not get it views, but uh, but you know I was doing it for fun. I, I was genuine in that aspect. I really do enjoy making videos. Can you think about like the first time that you did a gig log for a wedding and like like how were you feeling about that? Because the f I've done three recorded three gig logs. I haven't posted any of them, but like. I just I'm I'm afraid that I'm spending too much time like creating the content or filming the video and I'm afraid that I'm gonna like neglect like my quote unquote performance at the event. Have you ever like felt that way before? Not really, because DJ was always like I mentioned before, I was always a DJ before I was making YouTube videos. So for me, DJ I I'm very confident in my DJ ability, my ability to work the crowd, work an event. Um so that I, I I always knew I could rock an event. Uh, when I started doing those gig logs, I was really focused. My main focus was like, let's make a really cool video that's going to get a lot of views. That's not that's not, that was the focus, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wanted to make something entertaining to watch, so I was looking at new ways to edit and like you know. But uh, the 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 DJ setup thing is I've always been confident in my DJ ability, but it's also because you know I had been DJ for like. I don't know, six, eight years by the time I started filming videos. So it was just, it was, I was really deep into it by the time I started filming videos. Um, when I started filming, I was super nervous for the, the filming side of things, you know, what I was going to say, what, how I was going to shoot things. Um, I really wasn't nervous as far as the DJ aspect of it. I was always confident in that ability. Um, when I first started, my, my main concern was, how can we make a cool video? I never really thought it hindered my performance. Um, you know, if something happened where I needed my attention, you know, obviously the video would take a back seat. But I can't really think of any situations where I was like, oh, shit, we got to bail the whole video because something happened. Uh, if anything, that called for a better gig log as a problem. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, those are those are super searchable. Those are super a way to learn, you know, from your mistakes and you know, I've, I've posted some of those videos where shit has gone down and, you know, they're some of the best performing videos. Uh, what I learned from YouTube is people want to hear a story. They don't want to see you flexing on them. So 
what I mean yeah. by that is I see it time and time again. DJs would just post highlight reels. They're just like, all of my events are fucking great. All of my events are fucking awesome. And for me, like, I'm, I don't know. I was just, I guess when it comes to my DJ ability, it was a bit of arrogance. I was just like, okay, I know not every, not all of my events are rocking, but I know I can fucking rock an event, you know? So I had no shame in saying this was a bad gig. Um, you know, it's just stuff that I put out there. And that's, I guess that made me relatable and that really helped, um, you know, really helped grow my audience just because it was very relatable. It's just like everything wasn't a highlight reel. It wasn't like a show. Sometimes mm -hmm. shit did go down and we included that and left that in the video. Until this day, I still get people saying, I really appreciate that you left that. I really, you know, I like that you talked about that, you know, um, it's all there. I was watching one that you posted the other day, the one where like they fell over on your, uh, on your facade oh, yeah. and like snapped it and shit. <laughs> yeah. And the music cut off. Yeah, and, like, I think it's funny because not only is it cool to see, like, as another DJ to see, like, shit go down at your event, but also, like, from a client's perspective, too. Like, obviously, you have a lot of gig logs that everything goes flawlessly, and, yes, there's going to be a couple of them where shit does go down. And I think from a client's perspective to see how did you handle that situation, because you couldn't control whether or not somebody's going to fall over on your shit and break it and cut the music out but how you handled it is yeah. super valuable to a potential client watching your video yeah man i the show must go on <laughs> you know i just <laughs> keep on pushing we lose i mean i've been doing this for so long that i i don't know I've, i feel like i've just seen everything i've had my music cut out i've had power issues before i've had uh you know people break my equipment so um you know after again you, you after doing it for so long, you just tend to see a lot of things and you're able to uh, adjust and <laughs> accordingly. So when you're like, let's say you're in the mindset, like, all right, I need to make a gig log. Like, have you ever like thought about what that gig log might look like in advance? Kind of like planning it out. Like, Oh, I'm going to talk about this new speaker I have, or I know the bride is really likes this. So maybe we can make that like a highlighter or something like that. Have you ever kind of planned yeah, out I your ideas? So absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, when I was first starting out making videos, I was just kind of seeing what was sticking. Remember I told you, I when I first started filming, I would film every single event that I did, no, no matter what. Uh, as time went on, I kind of got into it and it became kind of easy for me. I, I, I pictured it in my head as I was making the gig log. I said, okay, this is going to go here. This is going to go there. So it became kind of easy for me. I was able to tell a story. My biggest thing is just a, a, a three-act narrative you know here's what we got going on today executing final thoughts so it was a three-act uh story i was trying to shoot for 20 minutes just to tell a story you know kind of like an episode of a tv show if you will so there was a introduction here's what's going on today here's you know the issue or here's the new product that we're demoing second we're executing i'm showing you what's going on third final thoughts so it was very structured in that sense so um you know to answer your question, yes, the, a lot of it did have some uh, did have some pre planning. Some shots were pre planned, um, and now I got to the point where I can just kind of do it. I can just I can put it together. But the issue that I have now is the story. Sometimes I'm missing a story, so I can put together the you know the three sections. The you know here's what's going on today. Let's execute. And here's a final thought. The problem is Nick, now it's just like, I do so many. It's just in my head, it's all like becoming the same to me. 
Um, so I'm just trying to figure out what stories I can tell. I'm not really adding that much equipment just because we're doing massive productions already. So it's just like yeah. it, it becomes harder in, in my sense to tell different stories from different perspectives. So uh, that does become challenging the more gig logs that you do. And I, I stopped mm-hmm. marking my gig logs after they got like a sort of certain amount. So now I just I have no idea how many gig logs I've even done. Um, now I just I just. <laughs> I'm looking for great stories to tell, great stories to share with my audience. Um, that's yeah. really what I'm looking for now with Giglog. So that's why I told you they became a little bit more difficult. I made it more difficult on myself because before I, you know, I would post whatever any any gig I was doing, I would post it. But now it's like, uh, I'm picking and choosing on what to do and what not to do, which is making it hard. Which is, I'm trying to break out of that habit. It was such a bad habit that I yeah. picked up. <clears throat> And I know you said that you used to film every event, but maybe more in some of the recent gig logs that you have shot. Like, have have there ever been any events that you've done where you're like, I'm making a gig log for it, and then you get to the editing part and you're like, this gig log sucks, I'm not posting it. Like, have you ever been in that oh, situation yeah. at all? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It happened this weekend. Uh, they asked, they, you know, they were a nice... It wasn't an event... It was, I'm sorry, it wasn't a wedding. It was a, it was like a sweet 16, but like on a, you know, on steroids. It was, a, they, they just went all out. <sighs> and man, we just had so many issues. Um, and I was just, after a, like midway through, I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not making a gig log. I'm just, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, it was a, tr- I traveled down to, where did I go? Uh, we went down to uh, Maryland. So it was a three and a half hour drive. So it was something different. I knew I could put together a good video, but I just failed on it halfway. I just got frustrated. It was a really shitty load in. It kind of sucked it out of us. And like, and then I just like I just wasn't in the mood. So like midway through, I'm like, yeah, f this gig. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of bailed on the whole thing. I was just like, ah, you know what? So I was actually thinking about something. I was thinking about something recently, um, and feel free to take this idea. I was thinking about like making, of course, like your gig logs for YouTube, right? So you got like your 10, 20 minute video, whatever. Have you ever thought about like shrinking it down to like 30 seconds or a minute and cropping it for like a TikTok? Have you ever thought about uh, doing uh, something yeah. like that? I've, I have done that. Yeah, okay. I have done that. Uh, I did it on my TikTok. Um, I did a mini gig log. Uh, I chopped down an old one and just kind of made it into a mini TikTok one. Some of the issues I was running into is, you know, YouTube is full, full, uh, full-length videos, you know, so uh, in wide format. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit tricky cropping them in. Um, some of the footage I do shoot in 4K, which was no problem, but uh, I was struggling framing some of the stuff too just because, you know, when I do the timeline setups, sometimes those didn't line up uh, as nice as I would like. So I, we did have some issues when it came to cropping it. So I was thinking, I was like, maybe I crop out for these shots, crop in. Yep. Um so it's just it's just those things, you know. Now I don't know really what to do. Do should I focus on vertical or horizontal? It's just you know this is like this is all new. Is it problems I didn't have when I was just making content for YouTube? Uh, but yeah, it's definitely something that I want to do. Just because I know story. I mean, I posted like I think two reels and it, you know, got me like two extra two thousand extra followers, which was unreal. And I was like, wow. Uh, so yeah. I know there's something there. <laughs> I just haven't explored it. Uh, I haven't explored it enough. So like thinking about YouTube, I know you've been doing it for such a long time. Like what, what kind of goals do you have for yourself when it comes to YouTube in the future? 
Oh man, that's a that's a great question, especially being that I've been on a hiatus. Um, you know, I was going hard for a long time chasing that one hundred thousand. I felt like that was really something to, you know, strive for and get that plaque. You're so close too. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close, but I've also kind of lost my motivation just because it, you know, I, uh, I started to kind of plateau, if you will. You know, I was going, you know, I was seeing crazy growth at the start, but then it just kind of started to level off and now I'm kind of leveled off. So now it's just, it's very difficult and it's just, you know, I'm trying to find that extra motivation to get to that 100,000. The goal has always been 100,000. After I hit one hundred thousand, I mean the goal is a million. Just but, retire. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean but uh, but yeah, that goal has always been a hundred thousand. I mean, it's taken so long, man. It's such a hard goal to achieve on YouTube. A hundred thousand. It's it's you know anybody who's done YouTube will tell you it. You know it, it's very difficult, but that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. I think you could do, it, bud. I think all. I I think for you, I think it's just a. Maybe maybe you need to change something. Like maybe you need to try something different. Like maybe you do the gig logs, but like you do something different or like throw something else in to kind of like spice it up, you know? Because once you've been doing it for so long, you know? Yeah. So with with me, really, um, I don't really have like a views problem because I feel like the videos get get the views. Like I, um, you know, some of like my last gig log was 63,000 views. And I feel like, you know, considering that I have 76, that's really good. That's really good turnover. Yeah. Um, so I don't really think it's a views problem or a content problem. I just feel like it's, it's, um, you know, if I were to do something different, it can't be gig logs. It, it has to be something else. Um, but it's just, you know, trying to figure out what works. And YouTube is very unkind to you switching up your format. Uh, YouTube yep. is like, you're this channel, you're going to do what you said you're going to do. Try something different is not necessarily seen as good on YouTube. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a trial and error. I definitely write. I definitely do got to try other things. I don't think it's a gig log thing, though, uh, just because the, the gig logs have still been performing, you know. So um, mm-hmm. maybe it's something else. Something else is missing. Maybe I can do something else to kind of springboard it forward a little bit more. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm looking at my last gig log, you know, 63, 52, you know, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's actually pretty good You're for 70,000. Yeah, those are solid, solid numbers for 70,000. What do you think would be like your biggest tip for somebody who is wanting to start capturing content at their events or maybe starting to make gig logs? What do you think would be your biggest tip for them? Uh, my biggest tip for them would be just start. Film as much as possible. The more you do it, the better you'll get out of it. Uh, you know, the, the better you'll get. Uh and just upload, man. Upload, 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 upload. Whether it be YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be, it, it's it's honestly a full time job. You gotta just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. Um, it's social media. It's just it rewards consistency. Absolutely, man. Well, it was great having you on the show today. Um, if there's anybody who wants to uh, to take a look at some of the content that you have, where can they find you? Um, so they can find me on. On all social media platforms, DJ Bar, including TikTok. Um, you can search DJ Bar. I recently started my TikTok. It's honestly brand new. It's like two months old. Uh, my Instagram, DJ Bar NJ. YouTube, DJ Bar. And I think TikTok is DJ Bar underscore NJ. 
Um, but if you type in DJ Bar, I'm pretty sure I'll pop up. So, you know, we appreciate Sweet. it. If you guys can help me out, especially on YouTube, let's get to 100,000. Yes. We need another 25,000 people from this podcast to jump over to DJ Bar's YouTube. Subscribe oh, to his channel. So let's close. get him that silver plaque. That'd be sick. Oh, man. I, I've been dreaming about that silver plaque for years. And now it just, ah, it's so close yet so far away. Right. All right, bud. Well, thanks for, for being on the show, and uh, hopefully I'll have you on another time. All right, man? Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Social DJ Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, like, and rate this podcast so we can help more people change the way that they think about being on social media. If you guys have any feedback or questions for the show, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at JustinTheDJ. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday.